September 1st, 2nd, 2nd, September 2nd, 2018, hope you guys are having a good Labor Day weekend, or I guess had a good Labor Day weekend by the time this thing gets put out, it is Sunday now, Sunday afternoon, nice day, nice day here in New York City, not too hot, not too hot, it's about probably like 78 degrees right now I'll take it but uh starting to get that feeling like fall might be coming up on the horizon I hate it I hate it there's so many people around here that just love fall they love fall it's a lot of New Yorkers favorite holidays and I get it I understand you get to Dress yourself with all your layers, but not too many layers, so you can rock your little jacket with your t-shirt and be all styling and profiling, and you got the colors, the leaves and everything. It's nice. It's very nice. Get your pumpkin spice latte on. Whatever. But uh, for me, all any of that means is winter is coming, and winter in New York is the worst thing in the world other than maybe like the winter in Boston or Montreal or some shit I've actually been yeah I think I talked about this actually last episode I've been to Montreal in the winter time and that is borderline insanity as far as living conditions go um beautiful city ugly 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 weather patterns and climate at least for eight months out of the year. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a seasons guy, you know. I think there's a lot of people that are just like season types. I love the seasons. I just get a little sample of every, nope, fuck that. I like it one way. I'm like, I like my weather, like how I like my steak. You know what I mean? Get it cooked one way. Every time, because to you, it's the best way. And I think weather is the same way. If if it was up to me, every day it would be sunny, 85 degrees and not very humid. That is ideal. If you want to crank up the humidity, then you drop a couple ticks off the old temperature. Maybe a nice humid 81 would be acceptable. But in that general range is what I like. Which begs the question, hey, Sean, then why the hell do you live in New York? Good question. Um, I was just born around here. That's all it is. I don't want to stay in New York. I really don't. I like New York a lot, but 
New York's one of these places where if you're rich, it's great. Um, and it does kind of, you know, there's a lot going on. You can kind of feel the energy that people in movies and shit talk about. It exists, but it's not that big of a deal, man. It really isn't. Um, I can see if you if you came here from, like, I don't know, somewhere else, anywhere else, I guess, and you come here and it, it would be definitely a bit of a culture shock in a good way, I would think, or at least mostly in good ways. Um, and the whole, like, hustle and bustle energy, it might rub off on you a little longer. You know, that first year, two years, you might just be totally inspired to just, like, grind. But I really think some of that now, because the technology is lost a little, I just think it's so easy to do 90% of what you need to do on your computer, whether it's, like, through Google Hangouts or uh, anything else. The need to be face-to-face like to me a lot of the new york energy revolves around people having to get to places here 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 but people don't have to get to places as much anymore um but i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about to me it's more stressful than anything else particularly around rush hour around rush hour it is like walking around on disneyland or disney world the first night nice weekend of the year and it's open and packed like that's how it feels it just, it feels ridiculous um so to me a lot of that hustle and bustle luster is kind of worn off but i still do like the city i like i'm a night owl so i i feel a little out of place in other cities that don't have things open late night um i was just reading this article about how adidas came out with this new sneaker this new ultra boost color combo and they're calling it like the bodega um and i love that because i love bodegas and it's to me new york's uh one of their biggest selling points as a city is the bodega culture it is fantastic i don't understand why i don't do that in other cities as much um have have these little like kind of like 7-Elevens, but they're local and independently owned. Uh, generally with better stuff. Stay open 24-7. I mean, those are everywhere in New York City. And they are not any everywhere, anywhere else, pretty much. I see them here and there in other cities, like occasionally, but definitely nothing like New York. To me, that's what keeps me here. <laughs> and it's pretty funny, because it's like that and family. The convenience of things being open late and having my like family and friends all be here are the main things that keep me here. But no way, Jose, am I staying in New York long term, period. It is too mucky. And, these time, and this time of year, like end of summer, it smells so bad. You just catch these random whiffs and... You get a, a, a lot more flies just tend to show up inside your apartment or in your office. Um, it's always end of summer. You get this, like, surge in flies, and it's so annoying. But I'm just rambling here. I hope you guys had a good weekend or are having a good weekend. Eating them burgers up. Get some dogs. Watch the game. College football's back. Rutgers won. 
against Texas State, so it's not a big deal. And they still look like shit on offense. So they're going to get rolled next week against Ohio State. They got to play Ohio State, which is one of the best teams in the country, and they're going to get rolled. So I'm going to the beach. At least as of now, it says there's going to be thunderstorms, but whatever. This is the reschedule, so I'm going to the beach missing that. And, yeah, you can definitely feel there's like a, cha- a change in the sports world. There's a change in the weather a little bit. Um, there might be a change in me right now if you're listening because my voice is all hoarse because I'm hungover right now. Yeah, I had a, quite an evening last night. I uh, to my friend's 30th birthday party, and he got a party bus. First of all, he's a Colombiano, and his whole family's there, and, like, I was one of three white people at this thing. One of three. And the the other two were the two other people I came with. (laughs) But it's pretty funny. Uh, They rented this party bus, but it wasn't like a party bus that you see in the movies where it's, like, a huge shuttle van type of deal. No, 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 no. This was a school bus that they gutted and they put a bench into around the perimeter, a stripper pole. There's no strippers, but there was a pole. Um, a bathroom, and by bathroom I mean a toilet in the corner with an American flag over it as the door that would just like go up all the time because there was no air conditioning so they just had all the windows down so we were driving on the highway with all the windows down so that American flag door was just blown around um what else was going on with this thing oh it was just like lights like Christmas lights and like they had a little smoke machine on the inside um they had a fully stocked bar in the front and there was some like kid he's probably like 18 maybe walking around handing out the nastiest tequila shots oh my god i haven't drank tequila like that since maybe freshman year of college it was that like no name tequila this was not patron this was not even jose cuervo this was like knockoff jose cuervo at best um but it was fun man it was fun it was uh crazy because this party was in a suburban neighborhood in New Jersey. Just houses. Houses everywhere. Definitely not the city like where I am now where it's residential but there's businesses and big streets and stuff. This was like a small quaint suburb in northern New Jersey in the middle or I guess like 9 o'clock at night and this huge school bus with glow-in-the-dark lights all in the front all in the back everywhere and people banging on shit and blowing horns with a sound system they're cranking cardi b and it just rolls down the block like honking that neighborhood had to have been so pissed (laughs) but until they saw it and then they probably would have just been like, oh, all right, it's a party bus. And it had to do a K-turn. That was the funniest part. So it literally rolled up into some 
poor soul's driveway just blasting little bitch can't fuck with me i'm trying to do these expensive these <laughs> just blasting it full blast oh my god it was crazy but this bus to me the entire time i was on this thing probably for an hour and a half um and the entire time i was just thinking like how the hell are we not getting pulled over right now this was some highly illegal shit there was no way that this bus was even remotely close to being street legal there were no seats uh there are no seat belts you can just hold this rope that they put at the top and that was kind of like your seat belt you just hold on to it most of the people were standing up on the bus um there's a bar there was like a video game thing that no one was playing. It was like some N64 looking shit. But I was like, how the hell are we not getting pulled over? Because the thing is, is that we all get on in this little suburban street. And then they drive all over North Jersey taking like a really scenic route to the city. And this thing went in the Lincoln Tunnel. We were in the Lincoln Tunnel on this thing. We were in Times Square on this thing. We were, like, on the highway in New Jersey with this thing, and no cops pulled us up. We literally were stopped at a red light in front of a police station at one point. And I was just like, what the... F- how How are we not getting pulled over by anything? Like, we were the most obvious traffic violation of all time. And to me, it just, like, put in perspective how much shit people can get away with. Like... I should have just tried a bunch of illegal shit as businesses when I was younger or something. I don't know. I, does anyone know, like, the laws around what a street legal bus consists of? Because I would assume this is not passing those laws. But regardless, it was fun. Um, it was a good time. I haven't drank like that in a little while. I had those gross tequila shots probably like four of those and then i also had a caipirinha caipirinha is like a the cocktail the official cocktail of brazil it uses this liquor called uh, i think it's cachaça um probably pronounced that wrong but it's just this brazilian kind of sweet kind of soury liquor a little intense but uh you can water it down a little with ice um and water and then sugar and lime wedge muy delicioso and uh, I had some rum and cokes and stuff, but uh, and Coronas. But yeah, that was quite a time. Um, what else is going on? So I'm just a little hungover right now, to be honest with you. I like to keep it 100. You know what I mean? And my voice is a little, a little gruff because I haven't eaten anything yet. <laughs> I'm trying to do this bad boy on schedule. So yeah, that's been my Labor Day weekend so far. Just that and uh, watching football. But there's a lot that has gone down in the pop culture world over the past week. A lot of random stuff popping up. Biggest thing is, um, I guess Eminem dropped a surprise album. Just out of nowhere. See, this is one thing that I like about this new like digital age of 
Spotify and iMusic and streaming and all that is now the idea of like an album marketing campaign pre-release is kind of gone i mean it still happens travis scott did it with astro world like it obviously still happens but now an alternative strategy is to just be like surprise bitch and release something at the middle of the night um you have to have a you have to be a big artist to do that you can't do that as like up and coming rapper bill or something like you need rapper joe with his one hot mixtape on that piff can't be that guy and do this but if you're if you're eminem you can do this um and it seems to be working out early sales projections have it at about 200k and that's without any physical copies being released yet so uh yeah much respect to eminem i listened to the album there's a lot of uh you know, criticism from the press and everything being thrown at Eminem because of his, like, obvious Eminemisms that I guess are now just so shocking and so offensive. It's like, come on, he built his entire career doing this shit. Um, He doesn't care. He'll say homophobic shit. He doesn't care that much. He cares a little bit. Um, To me, the one... You know, say whatever you want, criticize it. Everyone has their own opinion. But to me, the one thing that I I want to sort of defend him on is the Tyler, the creator criticism. Because, like, he calls out Tyler, the creator, and does his typical thing. And I think he drops the F word, but he bleeps it out. But it's not like he's just calling him that. He was talking about what Tyler, the creator, refers to himself as. Because he's done that on Twitter multiple times. So he's saying what Tyler, creator. He's like, that's why you call yourself a F word. Um, and look, is that right or wrong? I don't know. But what I don't like is when people twist the context. That's my big gripe. No matter what it is almost. If you just manipulate and twist the context that's when I have a bit of an issue because to me the context of something is not malleable. Can't do that for clicks. Come across as an asshole. So I just don't like it when the media gets all offended by Eminem and then says that he, you know, it's how distasteful to call Tyler the creator an F word that's bleeped out by the way on the album. Not and not fuck, by the way. When I say F word I don't mean fuck, I mean the 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 gay one so to me it's just kind of silly to get all offended about somebody's accusations when they're really just saying what the person they're criticizing said themselves on social media and then you're twisting the words and pretending pretending like he just said it straight up even if that's what his overall intent is is to portray tyler the perry tyler the perry jesus christ tyler the creator as you know the gay F word. Um, but it's Eminem. He's going to do that. He's going to do Eminem shit. Like, he's still going to, he pulled 200K sales first week. He's going to go number one and he's going to do Eminem shit. And doing Eminem shit is what the media initially embraced in the late 90s. So now 
you can't say you evolved because you didn't really evolve. If you watch MTV back in the day and you watch it now, it's the same shit. It's just um, packaged in a slightly different way. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just a Neanderthal or something because one thing that I do when I'm bored because I'm a geek is I like to watch old, like, old school MTV. Um, I was watching, actually, Eminem and Busta Rhymes on MTV Spring Break. Then when I remember old school MTV spring breaks how crazy those things were back in the day oh they were the best my 10 year old self feeling all kinds of feelings <laughs> I had the supermodels and the bathing suits and all that shit but the thing that stood out to me was how crazy those performances were like man those rappers back in the day put so much more energy into their performances now I like Migos, for example. I'm a fan of them. You know, in the kitchen, wrist flicking, like the stir fry, all that shit. I like it. Bad and Bougie, great song. Um, but compare their live performances to like prime Busta Rhymes, and it's no fucking comparison. I don't know how anyone can prefer Migos. They're because they look like they're phoning it in when they perform live. They do their thing well, but they are some shitty live performers. I would never pay money to go to a Migos concert, um, even though I'm a fan of theirs. But yeah, when you watch those old MTV Spring Break performances, I was like, shit. Because rappers get criticized a lot for their live shows, because there's a lot of shitty hip-hop live shows out there. A lot of re- Just the nature of the art just is not conducive to a good live performance you have no instruments you're usually playing a a backing track it's hard to rap live because of your you know shortness of breath and everything it's just a harder skill to do live like if you can sing you can sing and it doesn't matter whether you're in the studio or live it's a little harder live obviously but it's not like you're going to be tripping over your words but when you're rapping live it is hard, particularly if you're doing like a Buster Rhymes type of thing. And he is so good. I'm about to put this on right now. Hold on, hold on. Let me find this. Let me find Buster Rhymes MTV Spring Break with Eminem. Just to give you some perspective. You're not gonna be able to see it, obviously, but just the line, the the rawness and the energy. Shit was insane. apologize i'm trying to run a podcast and do a google search at the exact same time here we go this thing let's see here so good models out there. Oh, 
got the dude models out too. We weren't being sexist. They got equal amount of dudes and girl bikini models and uh, swimwear models out there. I just wanted to reminisce on that real quick. Man, I'm I I think people back in the 90s were harder partiers than now after seeing these performances again getting a refresh. They were going hard on that. It was pretty funny. One thing that I remembered when I was like seeing it when I was 10 or whatever that they did was when they have the models come out whenever they had the dudes especially come out the way they had their name credit was like it was just like Tom from Finland. It would just be like their first name and then the country they're from. And that always threw me off because I would I would figure if you're just like a young upcoming model, wouldn't you want your full name out there for publicity's sake? Like Tom from Finland. I don't know how that helps you unless his model name was Tom from Finland. But I'm just saying, man. 90s seemed like a party. Seemed like I missed the boat. I was a little too young. Got in that mid 2000s time. And MTV Spring Break was already dead by then. I remember being 10 and wanting so bad to go to Cancun for MTV Spring Break. But turns out I'm not the biggest partier type, even though I can drink a bit. I can drink a bit. I can kind of put it down. But um, anyway, the reason why I was showing that is. Eminem was also at that same spring break, and he was running around like a madman, too, performing his ass off. So, like, yeah, is he a little uh, offensive? Sure. Does he gay bash? Absolutely. Is he misogynist? Yeah, I'd bet money on it. But he's talented, and he's self-aware. To me, if you're self-aware of these things, and you have talent, at the level of an Eminem who was unanimously considered pretty much a top five, at least, rapper of all time. It's like, yeah, you don't have to like love the guy, but you got to respect his, his skill. And the thing with Eminem is he's you know, a provocateur. Um, so he's going to get you rattled because to him, it's, all, it's a game. You know what I mean? Like To him, the more rattled the media is, the better off he is. And he at this stage of his career especially, he does not give two shits whether he offends anybody. So you writing how offensive his material is doesn't really make a dent anywhere because he doesn't give a shit, and he's still going to have the number one album, so other people don't seemingly give a shit. So it's like, I don't know. To me, it's a wasted effort trying to criticize a 40-something-year-old Eminem in 2018. doesn't make sense. Um, you know, he got in... At this stage, I don't think he could do what he did in the 90s now and become the star that he is, but he, you know, he got, he was first to market in that shock rap genre, and he got the skill, so what you gonna do? Um, you don't have to like it, you don't have to buy the album. But yeah, he's doing well, it seems like. I listened to the album, and I think it's probably his best effort in years, I think. Towards the end, the songs with What's Her Face, uh, I forget her name, Jesse something or other, 
the singer got a little cheesy so I don't think that album particularly ends on a strong note but man the first few tracks are pretty good like the ringer great that's like a classic Eminem song the ringer the first album on kamikaze um but yeah jesse reyes like those things at the end nice guy good guys kind of whack the venom track from the venom movie a little melodramatic for me but uh yeah those earlier tracks like the ringer greatest lucky you pretty vintage eminem not like the royce the five nine collaboration vintage eminem so uh yeah you know it's not as good as astro world it's not as good as um the kids see ghost album but i don't know i like it i think just as much as i like the drake album to be honest i think uh some of the beats he's using more contemporary producers than some of his past albums and it it works eminem over modern sounding beats work and I actually prefer those types of tracks over the more old-school, ballady Eminem tracks uh, towards the end of the record, personally. So, you know, good for him. Eminem, still relevant in 2018. In hip-hop, that's tough, man. It's tough to do. Hip-hop is, without a doubt, a young man's game. Um, I think this effort was actually stronger than any jay-z effort i've heard in a long time and i think jay-z is still considered cooler than eminem at this stage other than his memes when he's on jet skis so that's that what else is going on these days in the world oh bitcoin baby it's coming back it's over it broke 7k this week again um and i think according to the twitter spheres it's on the up and up its chart is looking good and uh all in all i think we're gonna get the second cryptocurrency wave in the next few months um this is just based off of other people's opinions i don't think i'm good enough at anything cryptocurrency to be able to be confident in me saying well in the next such and such this is going to happen or that's going to happen um, just a lot of smart people, based on how the charts are setting up, see this kind of second wave emerging. And I think the second wave will be more of a mass adoption wave because I don't know if you guys got into crypto in 2017, but that shit was a roller coaster of all roller coasters. That was King Ka, That was you know, Great American Scream Machine. Like, it was ridiculous how volatile most cryptocurrencies were um and i think those days might be over potentially but i think what's going to happen is there's going to be much more mass adoption um and some regulations unfortunately coming up in the next year or so and i think bitcoin's value is for real now i think it's like stabilized as what it's going to be and if it goes upward it will be its real value it's not going to be like hyped up fluff like it was much of 2017 when it was at 20k plus um but for a while you know bitcoin was 
awful. Most cryptos were awful in value. And uh, the whole scene was just kind of forced back to being this like dormant thing. But now I'm starting to see on Twitter and places like that some buzz starting to generate. So it's worth paying attention to. Um, I personally feel like it's always good to invest a little bit in crypto. But only what you can afford to lose because you might lose that shit with the quickness. Um, That's how I always kind of looked at it. But Ethereum's looking interesting. Bitcoin's looking interesting. And I think that second wave will emerge somewhat soon next couple months i'm seeing the pieces kind of forming a little bit on the underground and uh i think we're gonna see another wave of buzz coming soon i'm seeing articles talking about how this next phase will be more you know bitcoin's maturing these days and less volatile but when that mass adoption comes and that price is going to go back up, it seems like. I might be an idiot. I might have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, just not even looking for it this week, I'm seeing just more crypto buzz than I have in the last maybe six or seven months um, since the since the last time Bitcoin kind of like crashed from that 20-plus-K area it was in. This is the most buzz, momentum, whatever you want to call it, that I've seen. So just something to keep tabs on. I'm just keeping tabs here. I'm not going all in. I'm not blowing all my money in Coinbase. But the tabs are being marked down now. And uh, I may throw some money back in there soon. We shall see. Um, I'm going to keep this podcast short. It's a holiday weekend. I know you guys aren't be listening to no podcasts on Monday or anything like that. So I'm probably going to release this Monday night. Um, this is kind of a bridge episode. The next one, I have a specific topic in mind and I'm going to go all in on that topic. Um, I don't want to give away what it is yet. Keep that suspense coming. But yeah, next podcast is going to be about a specific topic in the tech world. And then I'll probably do some current event stuff at the end, too. Um, it'll probably be a, a much longer episode than this one. But I want to keep this one short. I got things to do. I got hamburgers to eat. I got places to go. My parents' house. Huh? So I think I'm going to wrap this here now at 34 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, hope you guys have an awesome short week coming up and a great labor day and had a great labor day weekend and treat yourself take a nice little weekend trip somewhere because time is ticking on this good weather so get your ass outside listen to podcasts outside don't be inside in your bedroom recording in darkness like me right now like a total creep um all right that's it Check us out on socials, Insta, Twitter, NRS underscore show. Hey, man, I'm trying to get paid. If you uh, want to support, you can go to anchor.fm and uh, find Not Rocket Science Podcast. And I have a support section now, a little like Patreon type of joint. You want to throw a couple bucks, but uh, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. 
I'm just saying it's a, it's available. It's available. No pressure. No pressure. All right. That's all I got this week. Love y'all. Have a good one.